Hey, life insurance agents, you're listening to the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast, where we provide the tools to help you grow a more profitable life insurance business by selling online and over the phone from anywhere with an internet connection. Even if you're alone in your quest to build your life insurance business, just know that there's a community of life insurance agents at SellTermLife.com, connecting and helping each other grow their businesses from home offices, coffee shops, beaches, all across the nation. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Root. And today, I'll be having more of a discussion rather than our typical interview about working in a life insurance call center and why independent life insurance agents should be running their businesses similar to how a life insurance call center operates. But first, let's go over the usual. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review in iTunes or Stitcher. That goes a long way for us. The link to do that is in the show notes over at selltermlife.com. Also, don't forget our send voicemail tab on our website where you can send us a voicemail of any burning questions you may have about life insurance marketing or selling. If we don't answer it on the show, we'll reply back and give you the information you're seeking. All right, let's get on with the show here. I'll be having a discussion with Gary Wallace, who I used to work with over at a life insurance call center, which seems like ages ago. Welcome to the podcast, Gary. Hey, uh, good to be back. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into life insurance and eventually into a life insurance call center? Uh, well, it was probably about seven or eight years ago. I had a good friend that had started his own life insurance brokerage, solely focusing on over-the-phone, across-the-country, life insurance sales only. And so we were doing that together out in Mission Viejo, California, and then we kind of came across a lead source from another guy that was been in the business for a long time, and we uh, had a good relationship with him. And eventually, we kind of just worked, started working together. We merged into becoming his call center, just really working with the leads that they were generating. At the time, it was coming in like crazy, more leads than we could actually handle. And so I was actually with that call center for uh, quite a few years. Yeah, and I actually, you actually trained me at that call center. That's where, that's where we met. So you trained me to sell over the phone at that point in time when you guys had that influx of leads. Yeah, exactly. And you got your start at Northwestern Mutual too. So it's kind of funny. We kind of hit it off when you came on board because we had similar backgrounds with the, the funny things that can happen over at North, a company like Northwestern yeah. Mutual and trying to make it in the insurance business. <laughs> so yeah, that was, a, that was a fun time. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, I, I wanted to have a discussion about treating your independent life insurance business like a mini call center, even a solo call center, so to speak. You were you know, the first person that popped my mind since we worked in a life insurance call center for a few years. So first, let's talk about production and compensation, something many agents are curious about within call centers. How much premium were you placing when the call center was humming along? Yeah, when things were good um, and it was humming, it was humming for a while. Uh, I was averaging about forty thousand dollars a month in paid premium. Yeah, that's that's yeah. huge. That's great. And I remember some months you were even above fifty thousand. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I remember specifically uh, having a contest that we had in the call center for individuals who could break a certain level, and for 50000 I remember hitting that two months in a row, mm -hmm. and uh, I actually won a flat-screen TV out of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that yeah. was motivation enough to get me there, so yeah, but that was, that was definitely a good couple of months. Yeah, to a lot of agents out there, you know, it kind of seems almost unattainable to place $50,000 of premium selling over the phone. You know, the reason I asked you that question is, you know, I wanted to kind of bring to life that, look, this is happening and it's happening all the time in call centers across the nation. So mm. I guess my next follow-up question to that is, how were you able to do that much premium? Well, the main thing was the way that we had it set up in the call center was, I mean, I was constantly just on the phone selling, only selling, and really no processing whatsoever. Maybe here and there a little bit of a case follow-up with questions that they may have in underwriting that only the agent can ask. But once I was off the phone making the sale, I would hand the application off, and it would go to the processors, and I was on to the next call. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right back on another call because of the systems and the processes set up that, that we had there for the agents. Perfect. So what was your commission? Uh, at the time, I was making a 20% commission rate on everything I sold. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the biggest takeaway from this is you know, it's possible for one agent to place $50,000 a month selling over the phone consistently or $40,000 a month. You know, I know agents, like I said earlier, in other call centers that do this today, and I know a lot of them that do this today, you just need to streamline your systems and processes. You know, I've spoken with agents from all the big call centers like SelectQuote, Matrix Direct, and even the small call centers that are, you know, three to 10 people and compensation ranges from anywhere from 10% to 25% commission. So to the agents mm -hmm. thinking to themselves, you know, who in the world would take a 10 to 25% commission? Really, it's any agent that's great at sales that doesn't know how to market because you can make a great income selling at a 20% commission like you are. I mean, placing on average 40 grand a month, you know, when the call center mm -hmm. was humming along, you're you're making six figures. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, that's the biggest thing is I mean if you're if you're willing to do that because the the upside of that was you know there was no overhead on my end so yeah the leads were provided for me yeah and so when you know I had sort of an epiphany three months after I went independent from the call center that we worked at you know I was crushing these internet leads because everything I learned in that call center and all the habits I learned to just keep selling keep getting back on the phone but I had to do the admin work for more than half of my day and it kept me off the phones, you know, scheduling exams, following up on exams, submitting business in good order, you know, going after underwriting requirements, you know, it was all non-revenue producing tasks that I took for granted in the call center. And that's personally why even to this day, I take a smaller contract and have my IMO do all the processing for me. You know, it's almost doubled my business immediately just to hand off those tasks and take a smaller contract. And by smaller contract, I mean, by maybe 10 points or so. A lot of agents yeah. are, yeah, a lot of agents are struggling with giving up comp in order to get better service, and that's how you scale. I mean, not every agent can hire a full-time staff person to process their applications. An agent's moneymaker is their ability to sell their knowledge of products. So, like I said, a lot of agents struggle to give up the comp in order to get better service, but those are the agents that don't do much business or don't have the confidence that they'll do a lot of business. So, what I'm trying to say is that my call center experience taught me to get rid of non-revenue producing administrative tasks. And that's really what I think independent agents should be doing as well is to not worry about that and just concentrate on the sales and marketing. 
I mean, wouldn't you say that's the key to hitting those big numbers is only having to concentrate on selling? Yeah, absolutely. And if you have to take a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a hit on your on your points for commission, it's absolutely worth it. I mean, you may be taking a slightly smaller commission, but the more selling, the more time you're going to have is more sales over the phone, and that's going to end up getting you more commission in the long run. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely worth it to have to have somebody helping you with the processing and underwriting of applications, and you're just concentrating and being on the phone. I mean, even just a good four, five hours on the phone as an independent agent, you know, you can write two, three, four, five applications if you have all your systems for you. I mean, you know, you're independent now. You're, there's days where you write four, five, six applications, right? Yep, absolutely. Yep. So, okay, so let's talk about what a call center actually is. It's really just someone who has the money and know-how to market for life insurance and the call center converts those sales over the phone. You know, for example, SelectQuote runs TV and radio commercials, buys a ton of media online, and has Susie Orman sponsor them. You know, that's their marketing mm-hmm. arm. Xander Insurance has Dave Ramsey exclusively referring his listeners to them. You know, without that endorsement, Xander doesn't have a big presence. So the life insurance call center we worked at together, do you remember what kind of marketing they were doing? Uh, it was all email marketing, affiliate marketing, and some radio marketing. Okay. Without that marketing, there was no call center. So do you think the call center could have survived if the marketing guys quit? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the business would have shut down immediately. I mean, it, we could have finished that what was in the pipeline, but without that coming in, the call center doesn't survive. Yeah. And so the, the takeaway here is that without marketing, you have no call center. You know, the modern life insurance agents that want to build their mini call centers or, you know, even just sell by themselves over the phone need to learn to market first or have a sort of a budget to hire some marketers to do it for them. You know, any agent out there can start their own mini call center if you know how to market and have the money. So, you know, I kind of want to look at here some of the pros and cons of having a life insurance call center, whether you have a mini call center or, you know, one of the bigger ones. So let's talk about some of the pros. What do you think the first pro should be? Well, I mean, no lead costs. I mean, you're, you're like, like we say, we, you, you plug and play. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're just working those leads that are coming in. You know, I have no, no overhead expense of the leads coming to me. Right. So there's no, you have no skin in the game. You have no risks. You're not going to go in debt or anything. Mm-hmm. You, you literally walk into, I mean, it's an easy, easy $50,000, $60,000 a year job where, you know, most life insurance agents probably make less than that in their first few years, you know, but you can easily get that mm-hmm. just plug and play, like you said. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, one of the biggest advantages to working with a life insurance call center is, is training. You know, there's no better way to train and hone your craft than talking to thousands of life insurance prospects. I mean, it's safe to say you've sold over 2,500 policies, right? Yeah, exactly. And I always say that some of the best training I had was, especially in the very beginning, you're on the phone so much and, you know, selling over easily over 2,500 policies. That's just great practice mm-hmm. on every single conversation. And I bet you've seen everything and heard every objection. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you quickly find out when it comes to the sales process, there's, there's only so many objections. You never, I, at this point, I've never heard anything new. And it, so it allows you to get to the point to know what the object, objection is going to be and know what to say before you say it. 
Yeah. And just the intuition you have on the phone after getting that much experience is, is worth so much. I mean, you know pretty much off the bat now if somebody's window shopping you or if they're just researching or if they're actually serious to buy within probably, probably within the first minute or even sooner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just one of the things where with enough practice, enough conversations you're going to have, you know which direction it's going to need to go. And if you're in control of the conversation, you'll have a, a better chance of actually making the sale and knowing with your intuition, knowing with your experience of the things that they're telling you instead of just having just a set you know, a set conversation that, that you already think you're going to go with. If you have practice and you know what you're doing and you're experienced and seasoned, you're going to know what they need to hear in order to move forward. Yeah. You just mentioned controlling the conversation. That's huge. I think I'm going to write that down right now for a future podcast because that's so important. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And uh, any other pros you can think of? We've always, you know, in the past, just remembering how fun it was uh, working with other uh, agents that you have in the office with you, the camaraderie that's behind that. You get to know them. You build some friendships. And, you know, you're, you're listening to them on the phone. And I remember, you know, a lot of times, whether it be with you or a couple other guys that we'd worked with, where they may be coming across a situation that I hadn't, I hadn't seen before. And I would ask them, you know, how did you handle that objection? Or, you know, this person has specific health information that they gave you. How did you handle that? What company did you take them to? What rate class did you quote them? And it's, it just, it's nice to have that person next to you to uh, get opinions, advice, uh, asking for help. Because, you know, we're all going to come across a situation where we don't really know what the best thing to do is. And so that, that really made it helpful to be successful mm-hmm. and also made it fun. Yeah. Yeah. As an independent agent, you know, some of us get pretty, I don't want to say lonely here, but we don't have anybody to learn from. You don't have any mentors. You don't have any, you know, any buzz in the office of just, you know, listening to other people, what they're doing and the motivation mm-hmm. when somebody puts up a big sale, you know, when somebody yeah. puts up a big, you know, $10,000 premium sale and that, on that whiteboard we had, <laughs> it's pretty motivating and it gets you back on the phone, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do miss that a lot. Yeah. So I guess the point here, you know, not trying to sell people on, on working in a call center, but if you're new in the business and want some great training while you learn to market online, you know, go work at a life insurance call center if you can. You know, you'll make money while you hone your craft. It's a good way to kind of get a jump start in this business. So let's talk about a couple of some cons, I guess. So why don't you start? Sure. Well, you know, I think for me, probably the biggest con when it comes to working in call centers, I'm not building anything for myself. You know, if the call center shuts down or their marketing tanks for some reason, I'm back at, you know, square one. For me, I, I just didn't like the insecurity of that. Yeah. And I would also add to that, you're also starting all over every month, basically. You know, sure, you have your pipeline just like any other agent, but those are one-time sales. The biggest profits are the rewrites, the conversions, the referrals, and the cross-sales that come years down the line. You know, if you had that book of 2,500 plus clients, you're pretty much set. You wouldn't, even if your marketing shut down, if you were, you know, active within your book of business, you could live off those rewrites, conversions, and referrals on top of any sort of marketing you had going on. So I think those are the two biggest cons, the one you hit on and in in that one as well. You know, the reason I wanted to cover this call center topic is I think life insurance agents are thinking too small. Placing $10,000 a month is great for some internet life insurance agent, 
And to me, I think those agents that are able to do that much are selling themselves short. You know, it's very possible, like you mentioned before, Gary, if you're placing $10,000 over the phone, you could get to 20000 30000 placed every month if you treated your business like a call center. You know, if you're an agent just getting started, it's the same thing. Build your business out like a call center, even if you're going to be a solo independent agent. You know, by that I mean get your marketing down, which may take some time. You know, no one said this was easy. You know, you can build out your automation within your CRM and hand off all the non-revenue producing tasks off. So you're just selling and marketing. You know, that's how you scale your life insurance business. I agree. And I like, I think you mentioned it a little earlier uh, in our conversation when it comes to, there's going to be a little bit of sacrifice in the beginning when, when it comes to whether there's an expense involved with getting someone else on board or putting in the money into marketing. But what you're gaining out of that is eventually more sales in the long run and you're gaining control. There isn't really anything special about the call center we worked at that any agent that hustles couldn't do. You can self-teach yourself marketing, and if you want to accelerate it, connect with those already successful at doing it. And you know that's what I did. I attached myself to marketers instead of life insurance agents, and I learned how to market online for life insurance. And you know, and I took everything I learned at the call center we worked at and applied it to my business, just automating and, and just focusing on selling and marketing and let everybody else take care of everything else for me. You know, I should only be marketing and selling. And I think that's the, you know, the message I want to get across here for this podcast. I think with that thought, I think we'll end in the podcast here. Uh, thanks for coming on, Gary, and I'm sure I'll have you on for future episodes as well. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and uh, look forward to the next time we're able to do this. Yep, okay. And now for a peek into our community of life insurance agents over at SellTermLife.com, here are some of this week's hot topics. So this week in the community, there was a ton of engagement from our members. Our Sagicor thread is taken off, where we're discussing their new immediate decision, no medical exam life insurance policy product, and posting any niches and great approvals are receiving. Right now, there's some unexpected difficulties with the launch of this product, and we're discussing those. But all in all, it's a great product to have right now based on the no-exam pricing. There was a topic on managing your pipeline and optimizing it for higher placement ratios. The more policies that go from submitted to placed, the more money you make. We also have a live case study of a Facebook ads campaign. I'm actually sharing all the details of ad copy, image selection, click-throughs, and most importantly, costs and conversions of a campaign I'm running. Also, American General is stepping up their game for a couple health impairments. Our American General Sweet Spots thread was updated with some great approvals that no other company can touch. To join the conversation and discover how you can use modern techniques to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms, Head over to SellTermLife.com. We'll see you back next Thursday morning for another value-packed episode of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. Editing and production of this podcast were provided by Authority Engine. Learn more at authorityengine.com.